0: Hey everyone, it's Valerie here. Today's bonus episode is showcasing one of our cast's podcasts. Our cast member Kylie plays the role of Judith Amory. Here's a clip. I dislike the idea of being married in a boarding house. It's so much more intimate, I think. Of course, I have no home. Her podcast called Cryptic Soup is a crime, true crime podcast featuring all kinds of interesting stories. So, for today's episode, she did a bit of a montage featuring Ghislaine Maxwell and others. Take a listen.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Cryptic Soup. And this. Well, this is Cryptic411, a.k.a. our little sad baby that we're bringing
0: to you. Yeah, this is a separate bonus episode we will periodically post to keep you guys up to date about news events, trials, and anything happening in the true crime or paranormal community.
1: Pretty much it's just a little side piece for you guys so that we don't have to always bombard you in the actual episodes with all this random stuff. Instead, you guys get a little bit more of an in-depth vibe with us here.
0: You said side piece and baby in the same paragraph.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least they know what they're coming here for. (laughs) So we earlier in the Santa of Covina episode talked about the Glaine Maxwell trials. So we want to give an update about that first. Today, a woman testified in court. They're using the name Carolyn for her. She was told told she was told. She was telling the story about how she was underage when Maxwell and Epstein had taken advantage of her sexually. She was one of the people that Epstein had had Maxwell hire to give him massages and put on his like retainer, if you will. Um, she is giving her testimony and in the point of giving it, Maxwell is trying to say that it's a non usable testimony, like it's hearsay. It's not true. So that's. That's the most recent one that happened. Another person that's supposed to testify ended up backing down and is refusing to take the stand. We don't for sure have the reasonings why yet. Um, The judge has denied all of Maxwell's requests to take bail.
0: No surprise there. None. And I'm
1: really (laughs) glad that's the first big power move he's doing good. A lot of people have been currently wondering why the trial is not being televised, since it's such a high profile case that a lot of people know about and want to know everything happening in. But lately, there have been a lot of televised cases, such as the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that just happened, and the Ahmad Aubrey case. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. But this case hits a different jurisdiction within the federal court system, so technically, they're not allowed to air inside the courtroom of it. They can only air events and like testimonies from people about it. Glenn is facing six different charges currently. One has a maximum of 40 years and the other five have a maximum of 10 years each. She is currently 69 years, so if she ends up getting all of them, it's pretty much a life sentence at this point. However, when she was arrested in July of 2020, she was also charged with two other accounts of perjury and those have not been tried or added to this event yet either. So she might be looking at upwards of like 70 to 90 years but that's the maximum for some of these she could end up getting away with them or she could end up getting the minimum so
0: i didn't realize how old she was
1: she's hideous have you not looked at her
0: well yeah but i didn't (laughs) think she was 69 yeah
1: she's what age again
0: 69 (laughs) nice
1: (laughs) We wanted to give you an update on the Oxford School shooting. We talked about that one in its own bonus episode. It was our a little bit lower, lower grade quality episode, but we were glad you tuned in.
0: Okay, it wasn't lower, lower grade. Do you want to know what happened? (laughs) So um, the start of the night, Corey and I went to a party and Corey was drinking. And so when he came home, he proceeded to be drunk and, you know, Started up the episode all great and dandy and then decided that he wasn't going to put my input in. So we only had one input and that's why it sounded like ass. I'm very sorry.
1: But he made it sound like he wasn't that drunk and he definitely had it under control. He
0: was 100% way too drunk. He was too drunk
1: to (laughs) to do this whole endeavor that we had him do. So here is the current update of more things we have found out. The Michigan Attorney General has offered to personally investigate the events with his team that led to the tragedy. The parents of the shooter, Ethan Crumbly, have currently been charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. His parents refused to show up for their arraignment and they were arrested in Detroit. They pleaded not guilty and are being held on a bond at five hundred thousand dollars each.
0: I don't understand how you can like do that unless there's like. I don't know, like negligence or something as far as like charging the parents. haha!
1: I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to (laughs) have you read the next paragraph and figure out.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, The school officially had notified Jennifer and James Crumbly about multiple concerning incidents involving their son that preceded the shooting. The morning of the shooting, a teacher found a note on Ethan's desk that had a drawing of a semi-automatic handgun and the words, the thoughts won't stop. Help me. My life is useless. The world is dead and blood everywhere. Another drawing showed a person who appeared to be bleeding from gunshot wounds.
1: So the parents role in this event is that the weekend before the shooting was when James had brought bought the gun for his son as a gift. And that was the gun he did end up using. Jennifer posted a photo about her and her son going shooting um, like for the holiday season. Weird, but whatever. Then when school resumed after Thanksgiving break, Ethan was using the school computers to look up ammo prices and like guns and stuff like that. The teacher notified the principal. The principal called the parents via phone and tried to reach them on email. All of these were ignored.
0: Following this event, there were texts from his mother to him saying, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. There were also two videos after this on Ethan's phone of him talking about shooting and killing different students at the school.
1: The teacher had sent Ethan to the school counselor, and he said they're part of a video game he's designing. The counselor said they didn't believe that the student was a harm to himself or anyone else. In his backpack, there was a journal that was found with details about wanting to shoot up the school and murder (laughs)
0: Murder, oh. <laughs> murder! Other students, murder. Okay, but um, did he watch Scream or something? Because
1: that's really weird. <laughs> Cassie Joe sounding very much. Yeah. In the original post, I did make an error that I would like to rectify. I'm so sorry. I said the names of the students that died, and I think I either said three or I said four, but only named three. So I would like to correct it. It was Madison Baldwin, seventeen. Tate Meyer, sixteen. Anna Juliana, 14, and Justin Schilling, 17.
0: The events began around 1250, and within minutes, the police had over 100 calls and were actually dispatched at 1252. At 115, the news started broadcasting the event, and at 122, Jennifer texted her son, Ethan, don't do it. At 137, 137, James had called 911 to report a missing gun that was taken from his house and that his son might be the school shooter. Might. Right.
1: So that's kind of where we so far have updates about that more. People have been posting a lot of stories about the students that did die, including how they had attacked Ethan, things like that. There is. S- starting to be some GoFundmes for the families and things like that that people are talking about creating. I haven't found them that are created yet. If they are, we'll definitely post about them. But currently, that's where the the biggest news parts about this have been breaking, and that's what we know. So,
0: do you know which one? Um, which one of the guys? Tate. Uh, okay. Wait. <laughs> 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 You know me,
1: too well. <laughs> <laughs> the boy that ended up fighting Ethan that yeah. has been going around on the Internet for being the he's the football star that also had fought about it and everything else. That is Tate Meyer, 16. And he is being talked about on a lot of social media because of his heroic actions and everything he did, because he really went above and beyond to try not only to protect himself, but he did try to protect everyone else in the events. Um, He rushed the school shooter and he ended up sacrificing his own life just to try to take care of the other students. He's been hailed a hero
0: currently. Another thing you were like. Weird about like going shooting, but like this is Michigan, like deer season is so It's almost like a borderline holiday.
1: I'm sorry. I should have clarified. I mean, it's weird that your son is crazy and you're willing to go do this with.
0: Well, that's what I mean, like with charging the parents, like I feel like they didn't think. I feel like they didn't have the whole story, maybe that it was more like. Played down to his parents versus what he was really thinking. But it's devil's advocate because his parents could have known all along. I don't know. The Tate things that you
1: were wondering about. Tate was a football student that was a hero and a teammate by members of the community at Oxford Township, Michigan. After his death, trying to disarm the student who was the school shooter. Tate Meyer is one of the four students who was fatally shot. He was reportedly killed trying to disarm the suspect. He, a former teammate of Myers on the Oxford High School football team named Drake Biggie was among dozens of other friends who were calling for the stadium in the town to be renamed the six, in the 16-year-old kid's honor and call it the Tate-Meyer Stadium. He said, Tate is not just a hero to his fellow students at Oxford High School, but a legend. There is a petition on change.org, and it has been signed by over 34,000 people at this point. And on the page, it says his act of bravery should go remembered forever and passed down throughout the generations.
0: That just 100% gave me chills. And we should go and sign that.
1: We will also post about it on Instagram for you guys to find. And we have a third one that we want to talk about and bring up for you guys. This one's a new one. So this one hits very close to home for us. This is in Delphi. The Delphi murders. If you know true crime, you've probably heard this case. In 2017, Abigail Williams, 13, and Liberty German, 14, were living in Delphi, Indiana, and they were murdered. They were found a day after disappearing, and the killer was never found. In 2019, the police released a new sketch and a video found on one of the girl's cell phones, but even with the plethora of tips, there was no solving the case. However, as of 2021, and it was only last week, the police have put out a plea for help with the case.
0: They are searching out to find if any individual knows or has had any communication with the Snapchat, Instagram, or Twitter profile that goes by Anthony underscore Shots. So if you have any information, please reach out and help get closure for this cold case by contacting the police at 765 822 three five three five or abby and lippy tip at c-a-c-o-s-h-r-f.com
1: when we make a post about this we'll also put all that in the informational spots so that you can reference back to it you can spread the word Word of mouth is the best way to get this case noticed because it's been a few years since it happened. It was kind of hushed about. The only way people know about it is by word of the mouth almost at this point. Let's get it reopened, get it retalked about and hopefully get it solved. So thanks guys for tuning in to Cryptic 411. We'll keep you guys updated and we'll see you on the next one.
0: And that's the 411. Stay tuned. And visit Project DF Podcast for all the show notes and a link to Kylie's podcast, Cryptic Soup. Thanks for listening.